we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Minority Reports podcast and digital series. I am your host, Mona Shake. It's Friday. That's what Friday is. Uh, this week has been incredibly long. I don't know about you guys, but um, I've been feeling kind of out of sorts uh, because I've been trying to resolve some stuff this week and it's been a little challenging to say the least, but we made it to Friday, so I can't complain. Um, I am very excited about my guest today. And look, I went and got my nails done today. I've been um, trying to be, uh, you know, trying to trying to get my grooming back on. So that's uh, that's kind of what's shaking and grooving. Uh, but I'm very excited about my guest. I'm waiting for her to join us shortly. But uh, what are you guys going on for the weekend? Um, I am planning to, this is going to sound really corny. I am planning to declutter and do spring cleaning because I do that every year. I go through my closet. If I haven't, um, if I haven't touched it in uh, two years, uh, I donate it. I, you know, give it away for charity. Or actually, I also go on uh, female uh, comedian Facebook groups, and uh, then I hit them up, and I'm like, ladies, um, I know that some of you uh, may not be, uh, maybe might be struggling financially. I have all these beautiful clothes. Do you want them? They're all yours. This is the size. Come take it. So that's kind of what I like to do. But um, yeah, spring cleaning. Do you guys like to do spring cleaning? I don't know who's uh, who's here and who's watching. But uh, yeah, let me know if you guys do spring cleaning. Because I think spring cleaning is a, is a big to-do with me. Um, also because I, I, you know, I sit and do these live streams every single day, five days a week. And I have my desk. And although it looks very nice and pristine, um, my, my, my creative side has like this jumble... And this all this like chaos around me because I guess that's how my brain works. So I have to take the time this weekend, clear out, organize everything, and uh, that's what I'm gonna do. What about you guys? Do you guys do spring cleaning? Do you have a two year rule? If you haven't touched anything in two years, out it goes. Do you toss it? Are you a hoarder? My ne- my neighbor next door, uh, they hoard so much. That the landlord had to be like, yo, you're a crazy hoarder. Your shit is like coming through the windows and coming through the door. You got to like, you got to throw some of the shit out. Uh, And he got in trouble because he was stashing his hoarding stuff outside his apartment, which is, of course, blocking everybody's passageway. So please don't be that friggin' hoarder. You know, there are people that would love to take stuff and use things that are probably just sitting in your closet collecting dust and you probably don't give a shit about it and uh you should so you should just donate it and that's kind of what i do with my spring cleaning two-year rule haven't touched anything in two years pack it up donate to salvation army or goodwill or uh, hit up a bunch of your friends be like hey i have these beautiful clothes i just don't want to throw them out do you guys want to take them and of course declutter with my uh you know declutter with my uh, all my paperwork and stuff so that's kind of what i do no spring cleaning here why not james why not 
spring cleaning, it's isn't it good for the soul? I think it's good for the soul. So, um, I am uh, waiting for my very talented friend to join us today because uh, I've never had a musician on before, have I? I don't recall having a musician as a guest. So I'm very excited to have a musician, and not just an any musician, a Billboard charting musician. Uh, but um, I think uh, she might be having uh, trouble logging in, so I'm waiting for her to join us. Um, anywho, uh, she's going to be joining us soon. Oh, look, Nicole's here. Hi, Nicole. Uh, James said, I don't recall any. Yeah, I don't recall any either. I think that's why um, I'm very excited to have a musician, and not just any, like I mentioned, a chart-topping musician. Um... I think she's having uh, technical issues. Don't you freaking love technology? I've been doing this shit for over a year, and you, I still run into problems with technology. She's having problems uh, logging in. Uh, so, hey, uh, Nicole's here. Hey, Nicole, you like to do spring cleaning? What do you like to do? How is it that You know what? I'm actually not even shocked to hear that James is like, no spring cleaning here. Yeah, because you're a dude. I don't think a lot of dudes do spring cleaning until it, unless it revolves their around around their garages or their basement. So they have to go and you know, b- you know the the uh, the hookers that they've buried in the basement. <laughs> they have to get rid of their bodies. That's about the only reason I think guys would do their spring cleaning. That's that's too harsh, is that? It's too dark. It's too dark, you guys. It's too dark. Listen, I wouldn't go into this darkness if my if my guests had just signed in and come on a time. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for her. I'm sure she's trying, uh, uh, but I don't know what's going on with her. So, and, uh, and, and she's not even Brown, you guys, she's white and, uh, she's on Brown standard time. So I'm, I'm literally waiting for her. Um, let's see what's going on. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can play her music without getting in trouble because, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a copyright issue, but I would love to play some of her music. But maybe when she comes on, I can ask her permission. Oh, Nicole said, I just I just gave my stuff away. Who did you give it away to? Goodwill? Salvation Army? Who are you giving this stuff to? Uh, let's see here. I think she's almost here. She's almost here. Let's see. All right. Slowly but surely, you guys. She's going to make it. April sent me. She was waiting for you to start. Oh, no. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh, there she is. There she is. All right. Okay. Guys, I was looking for uh, an amazing uh, vocal coach. And then I, as luck would have it, I stumbled upon this brilliant woman. Not only is she a brilliant vocal coach, she's actually a Billboard, to- Billboard chart-topping artist and musician. She had her first single release called Lose Control. It was debuted on the Billboard magazine chart on the Hot Dance Club Play category in 2018. And here's my very talented friend. Oh, come on. Here is my very talented friend. April Diamond, how are you? Can you hear hey, me? Hey, girl, there you are. I can't I can hear you. Can you, you can't hear, hear me? your sound? Yeah, there's a little wheel in the bottom. Can you click that and check the sound? Okay. No, I can't hear you. Okay. Can you talk? I'm working on it. Talking. I think if you, you click fall. the wheel in the bottom, can you hear me? 
I can hear you. Yes. Oh, interesting. So she can hear I me, can but hear I can't you. hear her. Okay. What? Headphones. Yep. That's what <laughs> we have. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think what you need to do is you need to click the little wheelie thing in the bottom. Click yeah. that and see what the input says. Camera audio says default. Or maybe take your headphones out and maybe just speak into your computer. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is I have to use my AirPods here. Let's see. Let's see. I, I can't, I can't read your lips. Try this. Well, you, oh, oh, Nika says we can hear her. Mona's mic is better. Oh, Nika said we can hear her. James said, sounds okay. Mona's mic is better. Oh, interesting. I wonder what yeah. that is about. I need to set up my other mic for your mm. podcast. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm trying to swap up my speaker. Me? Maybe maybe it's hear a speaker ish. Hmm. Sorry about that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Can you talk, April? Hello. Checking. Hmm. Testing. Interesting. Testing. Yeah, I don't know why it's uh, doing what it's doing. It's very strange. Huh. Hey, hey. Mike, speaker. Can't hear me? I don't know what's going on with my sound today. I don't know what is <laughs> What's going hmm. on? Strange. Very strange. Um, let's see. Bluetooth. So, Crazy. Can you hear me now? Okay. I'm trying a couple Mike things. Can you guys out there hear me? Can you guys hear me out there? No. Uh oh. I can't hear you now. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Let's see. I'll figure this out here. Hello, hello. Um, can did I people can just hear me kill, say that I want to kill myself? No. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, there. This is actually kind of entertaining. You know what, Nika? Laugh at my pain. Why don't you just laugh at my pain? Um, <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we do this, uh, April? Why don't oh, we keep you here? Is are you on your phone or where are you? I'm on my laptop on my computer. Hmm. Let me see if so I can weird, just call right? you on your phone and I can get your audio here. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Is there a, okay. yeah. Let's so do I'm this. Switch my my AirPods, AirPods to yeah. my phone. Okay, so let's do it. Clearer. Okay, let's actually. Let's do it. All right, hold on. This is so fun. <laughs> you know what, dude, it happens. You know what? Sometimes fucking shit happens, man. What are you going to do? Like, you know? Make it happen. Make it happen. Oh, do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yes. Okay. I think we made it. I think we did it. I think we did it, too. I, we're going to keep this. I'll hear your audio, and, and we're golden. Can everybody hear us? I hope so. Hi. Yay. Welcome, April Diamond. Sorry about all the technical difficulties. I'm so excited to have you here. You know what? I'm going to have you come over here, and we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this. We're going to get to <laughs> the bottom of this it. bullshit. Girl. 
April Diamond, you and I have become friends in such a short period of time. But I don't, uh, we've never actually had the time to actually sit down and really get to know each other because yeah. most of the time we work when we meet up. But um, I wanted to ask you, how old were you when you knew you wanted to be a singer and a performer? Um, I was a kid. I was, uh, you know, I was trying to do, you know, well in school and, and get good grades, which is always a struggle for me. Yeah. And I always lean toward music and English and, you know, all of the arts, that type of thing. So me and math, were not friends. And, uh, yeah, let's see, turn April up a little bit. Okay. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. I'll get more on my phone. Um, so as a kid, I was just really, you know, distracted with music and life and, and colors and woo. It's like, okay, April, you need to do your homework. And I'm like, what homework? Oh, <laughs> oh, look, scroll. Oh, look. So it's just like from the, the moment that I could, you know, appreciate music and listen and sing along, I was just always singing. So yeah. it was kind of from day one. That was my outlet. That was my love. That was, you know, I tried to do other things, you know, jo join sports. And I like sports, actually. Yeah. But yeah, singing was like, you know, that was, that was my. I mean, you're what, you're, you're what, like three years old and what, you're like dancing around the house and you're like, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a performer. Yeah, I think I danced around the house and put on shows and my family was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think they kind of, they, you know, they were like, oh, that's cute. But, you know, someday she'll grow up and get a real job. But I never did. Right. <laughs> right. I tried a real job, but, you know, it just didn't work for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just, I was really fascinated by um, musical things, by artistic things. Yeah. I had my grandmother who is so, I have two, well, one grandmother on one side was incredibly artistic, and she made clothes, and she sang on the radio that I found out recently. Wow. So I'm trying to get a hold of those recordings that she made and uh, have those mastered so we can hear my grandma sing. I never got to really hear her sing because she died when I was young. And uh, then my other grandmother on my other side, who played the piano and organ in church and that kind of thing, and she was the one, she was the one that was like, I want you to sing in church. I want you to sing a solo in church. I'm like, Pfft. Wow. Oh. <laughs> what? Grandma's like. How old are you at this point? Nine. Wow. So you're saying, what, I'm not going to sing, and then what, you eventually sing? Yeah, I did. And, you know, just you got these grandmothers that are like, I don't take no for an answer. Right, right. There's no option. You're going to do it. And I'm just like trying to avoid her for a year at family functions. <laughs> just like, I got to go. I don't want to talk to grandma. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I essentially, I just did it to get her off my back. I'm like, uh, okay, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Can I just keep my eyes closed and jump? And, uh, but the thing that happened was that I loved it and I just, yeah, I loved it, and I was like, uh, I think this is for me. Yeah. Even though it still scared me to death, I was just like, this is this is for me. This is, this is where I should land. You know, April, I feel like uh, so many people, like, I'm a stand-up comic, and one of the key things I always hear a lot is that, oh, my God, how can you get up there and talk to people? Isn't it terrifying? And I, I wonder if that's the same thing for you that you get asked as a singer, it's like, Oh my God, aren't you yeah. terrified to get up there and sing and like, you know, have all these eyes on you or people possibly criticize you for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I was terrified for the longest and I still, you know, I have my moments now occasionally, but I turn my nervous energy into uh, you know, my nervousness into energy, I should say. And uh, I was terrified. I, I was absolutely petrified to sing in front of people. And 
you know, being a kid, I kind of make fun of it and say, oh, when I was nine, I was scared to death. Well, it took me another 10 years after that right. to even get to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to, like, I wouldn't do auditions. I wouldn't do any of those things. I was too scared. And so I made myself, you know, go audition for musicals and perform. And I think one of the things that that's interesting that I wound up becoming a music major in college and then I wound up teaching I feel like that was my roundabout way of like sort of getting out of auditioning. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. And uh, this is the weirdest thing. I was thinking about that the other day. Going, Why did I just go out for all these auditions? Yeah. Um, but wait a minute. Yeah, Sorry. So you went to college and you, what did you go to? You, did you go to music school or like you go to music college? Like where'd you go? Yeah, I went to uh, Azusa Pacific University. Okay. Uh, school of Music. It's here in uh, out, just, just outside the Los Angeles area. It's east from here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I wound up becoming a music major. I started off as a business major because my dad's in finance, my family's financial planning firm and real estate and finance, all this stuff. And, uh, I tried it and I was like, <laughs> I just don't feel it at all, but I'm trying right. to make money and they're like, you want to make money? And do I'm like, I don't, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm like, Oh, squirrel, you know, me focusing in front of that computer for hours. <laughs> That's oh, not gonna happen. That's that's <laughs> not that's not gonna happen. I mean, April, do you? I mean, besides your grandmother uh, pushing you and the other grandmother being uh, creative and artistic, I yeah. mean, is there anyone else in your family that has like these kind of music capabilities oh, where you yeah. get this from? Like, you know, it must have yeah. it must have come from somewhere. Because in my in my family, there were no stand up comics. Like, that's not a thing. Like, yeah, where did you get your thing? You just you just made you're like iconic. You know, you're your own thing. I don't know. I don't know, April, where I got it from. I honestly, I think uh, I try to look back on which one of my parents was the funny one. I mean, both my yeah. parents had like funny moments, I guess you can say, but they weren't right. like, oh my God, my mom and my dad are hilarious. Like, it was never like, <laughs> it was like you literally know, not like that. But I heard you mimic your mom, okay? Yes. And you are so funny. I mean, it's cute. And I can imagine that your mom is, you know, that's that sweet little voice and everything. But you are so, that was so hilarious. Yeah, my mom, my mom is, uh, my mom always wanted to be, uh, she wanted to be, a, a, you know, a, a a radio host. That was her dream. Oh, really? Yeah, she wanted to be a radio host. And I was like, Mom, wow. wh yeah, I was like, what are you, what are you going to talk about? Like, yourself the entire time? Like, what are you going <laughs> to, what are you going to talk about? Uh, she's a narcissist. Uh, but, um. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was like, what are you going to talk about? But, uh, I, I always wonder, you know, whenever you kind of, I try to map out the, the, the talent part. It's like, where did that come from? Like, is it accumulation of a few generations? And finally one person yeah. of one, the younger generation says, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do this. You know? Yeah. I, I think, you know what? I think, yes. I, I think that, so my grandmother on my mom's side, she used to sing, you know, she's creative, but she used to sing around the house. And then my mom, mom, okay, this is a funny story too. My mom, when I was a kid growing up, my mom would uh, be reciting and singing like cartoon themes and movie themes. And like, she loved, um, who sang, uh, who's the, who's the old guy? Uh, that sang Georgia, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, she ooh, the sing, best. Yeah. yeah, she would always sing songs to us to make us go to bed or to make us eat or to whatever. So she always had a song lyric. So when it was time to go to bed, my mom would be singing Hit the Road, Jack, and Don't You Come Back No More, No More. Oh, no, just, I'm like, Mom, can't you just say go to bed? She's like, no, it's Hit the Road, Jack, and Don't You Come Back No More. <laughs> 
So I I was thinking about this the other day. My mom would sing all these goofy songs, and she would be like, yeah, mimicking, you know, t- movie tunes, that kind of thing. And I think I got a lot of that from her. Wow. Interesting. Did she ever tell you that she have any ambitions of becoming an artist and just never got the opportunity? You know, I don't know with my mom. My mom was probably, she's very much in her head about the stuff that she does. And she makes, oh, she makes these things. Do you want to see what my mom makes? Yeah. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah. She makes. Is that the teddy bear behind you? Oh. She makes wreaths and she makes these guys. Oh, I need to bring one of those. Oh. She loves the whole flower thing. Oh, how cute. Yeah. So she makes this, and there's a bunch of wreaths over there that she makes. So she's kind of like my grandmother in yeah. that. But which has, which has nothing to do with music, though. Literally nothing. Flowers have sure. nothing to do with music. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. Yeah, she, she's a listener of music. What about your, I mean, what about your siblings? Like, and do you have any siblings that are like, yeah, you know, we're, we're want to be artists too. I mean, you know what it is, April? Like, I don't know how it was for your, for you, but for me, like I, there was no way in hell that I could go to my family at a young age and be like, I'm going to be a performer. They'll be like, exactly. they'll be like, shut the like hell up. Mind? Exactly. They'll be make any money at that, right? It wasn't even about money, April. I think because the, that, I guess it's like that cultural difference. Like I partially yeah. grew up in Pakistan and for us, it was very much about, <laughs> it was as if that if you're a woman and if you go in the arts, then you're like some level of prostitution. There's like some, you're like a prostitute on some level, which is ridiculous, oh right? I remember my brother telling me when I came out of my artist closet and telling him that I wanted to be a stage actor, which is what I started yeah. off as. And my brother was just like, he was like, oh, my God. He's like, girls from good families don't do that. Like, you're, that means you're a hooker. That's what that means. And I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, I think hookers make way more money than struggling artists. I'm like, way more money. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Way more money. No, Anna, seriously, that's, it's just, it's putting people, it's putting us in that space where, you know, you just want attention or you just want, you know, yeah, you're whoring yourself out or you're, you just want people to look at you and you, you know, I've been accused of that it's yeah. from people too. It's just, it's, it's so, uh, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. People don't understand. They don't take the time to understand you as a person. They right. really need to because you're a fabulous person. Uh, like sorry, you talented person. You know, you're very, like out there telling your story and, you know, telling my story so graciously. And um, people don't know that about you. People just make assumptions. Yes. People sometimes just, you know, just want to have power over you a little bit so that you'll calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So popular yeah. and famous and good, you know, <laughs> calm down. And you know what? I'm not going to calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what it is? I, I think there's a difference between being a hooker and being, being an attention whore and just being a whore, uh, you know, 
I think attention whores don't get paid as much as whores do, which is, you know, I mean, you're just you're just looking for attention more than anything. But that being said, I mean, April, you have a whole bunch of siblings like I do. I have four older brothers. You have what, three brothers or four? Yeah, I have four and one sister. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, and none of them have pursued the arts the way you have. Um, no, my brother, my one brother has, has a band and they travel around, um, Orange County and such. And they're super oh. popular. They're oh. called Johnny on the Spot. They're a fun band. Okay. Um, and he and I sit down and occasionally attempt to songwrite and whatnot. But, um, yeah, my dad actually played the guitar and the bass and my brother, Billy plays the guitar. He's a really good guitar player and he taught mm-hmm. for a while and his wife plays the drums. So in their band, she plays the drums, he plays the guitar. So it's cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than, like, I was always singing in church as a kid in the choirs and singing on worship teams, and my sister, she would sing a little bit. Yeah. And my mom would just be sitting out in there in the audience, you know, cheering along and just, you know, singing along with us. But, uh, yeah, not like this. Like, I'm, I'm kind of going after it really hard. Yeah, yeah. Taking the harder road, but I don't mind. I, I just... I just plowed through, you know. Yeah, I mean, what about what about your mom? Was she supportive of what you wanted to do, or no? Yeah, she was. I thought I think she was. I I don't think it's something that she even understands. Like even to this day, she's like watching me on social media, going, "Wow, like she's actually doing what she said she was going to do. What does that even mean? What does that even look like? You know?" So yeah, they're they're starting to uh, my family, my mom, and such. They're all starting to kind of go, "Oh, okay, that's a thing. Right, that's a thing." Right. Because it takes, in the music business, it, you know, it, it's rough and you've got to do your time and you've got to, you know, kick out some singles and you've got to promote and there's so much to it. Right. That um, all my people that, that uh, I work with, they're relentless and they stick with it and they're they're behind me and they're pushing me. And, and so I'm, I'm doing that too as well, pushing forward. But when you're looking from the outside and some years roll by, they're like, gosh, is anything ever going to happen? Like, well, it's been a year. It's been two years. I'm like, dude. <laughs> right. It takes time. It's just like you getting on TV shows, That's right? right. It's like you, you know, getting out there, being in movies, TV shows. You've done really well. You made the jump from, I think, the financial world, and you jumped into acting, and you're a comedian, and all of that. Like, look at you. I, you you know what? Because I don't have a life, uh, April, and that's why I'm able to do all these things. Uh, no, but I wanted to actually uh, come back and actually talk to you. Uh, this thing about the music business, you know, a lot of people talk about how difficult it is to break into the stand-up world. And yes, stand-up is hard. But I feel like music yeah. is even harder than stand-up. Am I wrong or am I right? The music? Yeah. Um, it's hard. It depends on what you want to do. Because there are many areas of, of singing and music that you can go into. So you could be a, uh, a backup singer. You could be you know, in a band, you can travel with um, some, you know, little lesser known artists and still make, you know, good living and travel around the world and tour. And sure. that kind of um, if you want to do something as aggressive as what I'm doing and, you know, get get into the, the big music business of like being a major artist, then you've got to, yeah, it's a lot. Right. You've got to raise money and you've got to uh, find a producer that really knows how to position you and work with you with the right kind of music. And it's a, there's so many, so many facets to it. It just right. takes so much time. But, um, I'm, you know, it's, it's taken me all the time, but I'm here. Yeah. And, um, it, yes, it's, what if, you well, what if, really want it because it's going to, you're going to get, you know, yeah. you got to be relentless. I mean, when you went to Azusa, right, the music school. Uh-huh. 
and you'll have to like make the demo tape and stuff like that. Did you have to like work through college to pay your own bills, pay your own school and like pay for your demo tape and then get it made? Which, you know, April, I, I think about this sometimes where I look at somebody like Taylor Swift. I look at somebody like Beyonce, right? And, you know, I think long gone are the days where you have to struggle for your art, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because I look at these two women and they're at the top of their game, right? They're like two, they're, they're, yeah. they're like the two highest paid music, female musicians in the world, right? And the common accomplishment that they have. But if you look at their backgrounds, they come from super supportive parents with money yeah. and contacts and, and a lot of leverage. So they didn't have to go and get a day job to fucking pay for their college or pay, get pay money for the tuition. Now, don't get me wrong. I am obsessed with both of them. I love Beyonce. I love Taylor Swift. I love oh, yeah. them both. Right? Yeah, this is I'm not this is not like me taking a shit on them or anything like that. No, course, I think I'm talking about the back the back behind the scenes, the reality of what it takes to actually go and break in because, you know, April Diamond has to go and get a day job or has to work in order to pay for her college and her demo tape. Beyonce and and Taylor Swift don't have to do that because their mommy and daddy help pay for that and you know help them out. Is that is that yeah. a safe thing to say, April? Yes, Taylor Swift had an exorbitant amount of money behind her to thrust her into the music business. Yeah, large dollars, large. Um, and Beyonce, same thing. And she had a whole machine ready for her, ready to push her as an independent artist, or as not, I'm an independent artist, but push her as a major artist yeah. out of Destiny's Child. So right. they just launched her. They were all ready for it. Because um, her father is also a Columbia Record executive, which a lot of people don't know. Mr. Knowles um, is a co- former Columbia Record executive. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. they were able to get a deal. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think she just kind of just kind of got lucky. But that's simply not the case. The amount of work and effort and, you know, uh, daddy's a Columbia Record executive. Mom owns a salon and is a stylist. All these things, you know. And I think, April, is it also safe to say? Um, I know that Lady Gaga came out and defended Kesha when she accused the producer of sexual harassment. I can't imagine. I mean, I know that the stand-up comedy world is bad, but what is it like in the music business when they know that you have young, starry-eyed, like, you know, this German girls who want to break into the business, and then they're like, if you sleep with me, you'll get X, Y, and Z. You know? Is that something that you experienced? Um. You know what? I have been blessed. I'm thankful. I'm very thankful that I have the the team behind me that I have because I didn't have to go through that. I found uh, my producer, David Longoria, and I found Del Oro Music at a point where I was ready to launch and, you know, go do the thing. Um, And he is, he started, you know, Del Oro Music years ago and the team there um, is supportive. Um, they kind of shield me from a lot of that. So mm. a lot of events that I would perform at or things I would have to go to red carpets for all that. There's a lot of, you know, shady stuff. So I would show up and do what I need to do. And then they'd be like, okay, you can go or, you know, you don't need to do this. Take this picture, take that picture. Don't go there. Don't do this, but do this instead. So they're always guiding me, you know, showing me what the, the best thing was to do and who to even, you know, down to who to interview with and who not to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many do's and don'ts um, because if you get on the wrong list or you're, you know, seen doing something that's, you know, people don't look at the end in the don't look at them in the industry as legit, then it kind of looks shade on you. 
So I'm really blessed to have that kind of network of people at an independent level as an artist that, that I'm at. Um, hitting the billboard chart and getting ready to do it again, for sure. We're uh, working on some stuff, and uh, soon we'll be hearing some, hopefully, some things on the radio, too. So to get to that point is a lot of work, and right. it's a lot of teamwork. But uh, for people out there that want to do that, I'm actually creating a training called Making of an Artist, so I can help future artists make it in a business without selling their soul and without losing zillions of dollars, right. but doing it the right way and making progress in, in a, a really solid, legit way with really good people who look out for you. That's awesome. That's hard to find. So, yeah. so you are you have a uh, independent record label behind you mm-hmm. that protects you and guides you. But mm-hmm. for how long? How long were you struggling before you found them to come and even guide you and protect you and you know shield you in the mm-hmm. way they do? So, I was you know singing in musicals and shows and uh, doing things here and there with um, some other people doing side projects, working with other songwriters for fun. Um, you know, and just, I was with uh, a friend and they're like, you know, I've, I've heard of this record producer, you know, his, his name is David Longoria. And uh, he was at my church, actually. He and his wife, Letitia, and I knew his wife. So I was actually directed by some friends, like, why don't you go talk to David? I'm like, okay. And this was a long time ago. And uh, so we talked and we chatted and we said, well, let's, you know, let's do something. Let's do a project. Let's have you come in. He had me come in and do backup vocals and that kind of thing. And uh, so we did that and we're trying to figure out what kind of project we're going to do. And then, you know, now we've got a couple of songs, a couple of singles. And now I'm about to finish an album and lots of, a lot more music coming. So, yeah. Um, that's I'm, how that all like came about. But, I, I mean, how would uh, you, how would, I mean, I listened to Loose Control, uh, you know, the music in me. I, I, I love both of them. They're very dancey and they kind of get stuck in your head. Uh, so you guys should totally, people watching this should totally go and check this out. I wanted to actually ask you, how would you, I mean, how do you, I mean, you've been in the business for how long now? 15 years? 18 years? Um, since I was a kid. Since you were a kid. Okay, yeah. so that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, in the business, like, signed to record, record label, um, you know, seven, eight years. Right. Six, seven, eight years, yeah. I mean, but, like, for... Know, doing music forever. I've always been doing music, so, yeah. You know. I mean, like, for us, right? As stand-up comics, we go on stage, we ground it out for five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, whatever. But after the ten-year mark is when you're beginning to really find your voice. How is it in the music? How is it for you guys? Like, what year is it where you guys are like, it's standard in the music business where it's like, oh, once you hit, like you've been in the business for eight years or 10 years, that's when you begin to find your uh, voice. Yeah. So what, what is um, that? What number is I, that? I don't think, I don't know that it's like that. Okay. My business. I think what it is, is um, you work through some songs, you do some projects, um, you figure out what the thing is. Like some people... The, the, the thing with me, <clears throat> I had to work my way into this because of some things that we set out to do, which was to hit the Billboard chart. And so there are a lot of things that had to be lined up, and that took a lot of time. It took a while. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because independent artists, you know, we've got one shot, and we don't have a zillion dollars. We have the few dollars that we scraped up, and we have to make it count, and it has to work, and it has to go because we can't go back and do it again. Well, we can, but yeah, we've got to make everything count. So we you know, have to manage everything and line things up so that it totally goes. But some people are, you know, like you say, when they're funded fully like that, they can just go, they can launch, they can just go. That's right. And uh, for me, I, 
you know, I've done a lot of other things with training because I enjoy coaching. I enjoy other things that I do. So I think for me, it probably started out more like a side thing and now it's becoming the thing, which is great. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that's a different focus for me because I like to do a lot of things. I like being a singer. I like. I love being a voice coach. I love working with you, Mona. You're you're the best. You're well, great. same here. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I, I love taking. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, just, I just love that, and so I probably spent more time doing that than you know songwriting and some other things that I'm doing now. Yeah. But uh, for some people, they walk in there and they you know a couple years. Yeah, they can pull out some albums and they can pull out some singles and they can get it going. But uh, I think my focus was that there were a lot of other things I wanted to do. So, right. but now I'm ready to rock. So what's your, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. look, I, I'm very excited about whatever project you're working on. How would you describe your genre? Like what's your genre? Is it electronic? Is it dance? Is it, what is it? Pop? What is it? Yeah. So this album is, um, it's a pop dance. It's going to, uh, it will be on the dance chart and it's going to be on the music chart. Okay. Um, and also, um, it will be, uh, you know, you're going to probably hear it on the radio soon, but um, it will be uh, that this particular album will be like more of a dancey thing. So what that means is the different clubs around the country, I need to fix my ring light thing. The different clubs around the country will be playing the song um, at the dance club. So when you are going out, when the dance clubs finally open up, some of them are starting to, um, you'll be hearing, I got the music in me and the different remixes of it. Got so, it. Got yeah. it. And that, that would have already happened except for COVID. Right, right, right. Of course. Of course. I mean, April, like, you know, I know that in the um, I don't know how it is in the in the in the dance music world, but I know in the pop world, it's very young, right? It's very, you know, pop. It's very like young. I think isn't there like a cutoff where you're like, oh, you hit 27 or 30. Now you're too old. You can't do pop anymore. Is there such a thing in the electronic dance world like is that something that's you know that it's just like oh after certain it's only for certain age or like is there ageism i guess that's what i'm trying to get at is there ageism i I think in the entertainment business there's ageism no matter what you do but i don't think that um i think pop music is just so it's universal excuse me yeah (laughs) i think that the i think it's for everybody Hmm. Right. I, I, I think that right. the um I think that you you just need to put your stuff out there and you just have to shine in everything that you do. Um and some people, you know, make it really young, like Ariana Grande, she like popped it out there really quickly. Right. And Taylor Swift. And then there's other people that have taken longer to get into the business too and to pump up their artistry, that kind of thing. But um Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's a different time now. I think the music business has changed, and I think there's a lot more opportunities for everybody, mm-hmm. no matter where you come from. Yeah, and that part I like. And with the you know being able to put our music out on social media and promote, right, works great for me. Right, works great for me. Right, absolutely. I'm April. Do you first of all, how expensive is it to just go in studio and record one song? Like, what is the cost of something like this? 10,000, 15,000, it depends on the, it, de- yeah, it, it just depends on, on the production of it, right? The production, yeah, right? Yeah, it depends on the production, but that's like the starting. Wow. That would be the starting, yeah, for a single wow. to get started. Wow. And then there's promotion and other things, so there's a lot of fundraising that happens. And so that that is really actually on the moderate to lower end, you know, so 
That's expensive. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. it costing me $15,000 to go out and tell a joke. How would you any to do that, Mona? How would any of my dick jokes ever make it out in the world? <laughs> what a disappointment that would be. What a sad what a sad world we would live in. Oh man. Jeez. So I, I posted on my Facebook the other day, like when we first had our first lesson. Yeah. I posted, I just worked with a stand-up comedian. The first time I've ever worked with a stand-up comedian, and I laughed at the whole damn session <laughs> i know i was uh i was uh i was i think i think you were making me do my set you were like let's hear your voice why don't you do some of your bits and uh, then i was uh i think i was doing one of the newer bits that i've been uh yeah. working on about why we always have to have women's faces shown in botox fucking commercials or like wrinkle <laughs> creams it's like why does it have to be a woman's face why can't it be a dude's face <laughs> like why is it our freaking faces you know and uh and the fact that uh you know what's what's wrinkled since birth? It's balls. And so why why are we why'd you put the Botox on the balls? Why'd you why are you messing with my face for this shit? <laughs> over it. I'm over it, April. I'm over it. So I'm over it. Uh April You were funny. You were so funny, Mona. Well, thank you. You're 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 very talented yourself. I you know you know, I um April, do you like uh, yeah, so I guess uh, going back to the question about genre, like how would you, like, you know, you know, because, okay, so here's my question. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. When I am... Um, for pop and for dance, yeah. I mean, I look at somebody like Adele, right? Adele came in. I feel like whenever an artist chooses a song about like heartbreak or about like getting crushed because it's such a universal thing where everybody has felt unrequited love somewhere along yeah. the line that it is Definitely. such a it's such a song that just connects with you you're like oh man i get it i i, I know what that right. feels like is that something as an artist that you also strive to do where you're just like i want to go into a category i want to sing a song that just connects yeah. with everyone universally or is yeah, it yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely i mean i'm working on stuff like that right now um and but yeah, in the dancey know. world but in the dancey like let's everybody yeah. get on the dance floor like fun poppy kind of yeah. thing there's there's a lot of that actually there's a lot of that kind of what you're saying, but it's also dance music too. Like love song, dance music, they, they put love song. It can be a love song and dance music and it happens a lot. So it's not just, right. you know, oh, it can only talk about dancing on the dance floor or something. No, but they, they, they have a lot more content, I think. I think the dance music now. 
yeah. he does. But um, yeah, for sure. Like I'm working on a song right now that I can play at the piano and sing. It's just going to be like stripped down, just me. Uh-huh. And um, so that you're going to get to hear me just do that plain. And that, it'll be that kind of song. You know, it'll be that kind of like love song, longing. I want to express myself. I want to tell my story. I want to tell what I've been through. Yeah. And because uh, we've all been through, you know, some kind of heartbreak. And I think the story. That <laughs> yeah. Telling music, yeah. That's you know, an, a that's yeah. a friggin' understatement. Yeah, April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mona. We can talk about that all day long. But it's just like, yeah. Jesus. Why is April Simon still single? And I get, every time I go live, I'm always like, are you single? Like all these, I just have all these requests. Are you single? I'm like. Are they dudes from yeah. India and Pakistan? You are very beautiful. I would like to talk to you. <laughs> Can you tell me? Yeah. So they, they have like this gimmick, right? So these Indian and Pakistani guys, they have this gimmick. I shit yeah. you not. Especially white girls. They love hitting up white girls. Like beautiful white girls like you, they love hitting you up. And they, the, the, and beware, this is their opening line. They're just like, hello, you are very beautiful. I would love to learn more about your culture. Can you tell me more about your culture? And you're like, I had, a, I had these Indian and Pakistani guys hit me up, like fucking sliding into my DM and asking me about my culture. Motherfucker, I come from the same culture as you. What do you mean? Tell me about your culture. Look at me. I look like you. I look like your aunt or your sister. What the? What do we tell you about my culture? But that's like their opening line, like trying to like slide into your DMs and be like, "So tell me about your culture." It's like I come from the same culture as you. So no, uh, it's fucking weird. Uh, it's ridiculous, April. When you do your accent, I'm like crying laughing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Do you get these? Do you get these? Do, do you get? Yes. Oh, April, I have yes. to ask you this because I think every single woman. Yeah. Now in America, and I think in the West, I think even in India, even in South Asia, and I don't know about Middle East, but yeah, do you get unsolicited dick pics slided into your DMs? I have not. What? I haven't had any. I think you're maybe maybe somebody censored my uh, somebody I, somebody censored my Facebook or something. I haven't had any. Really? Mona, I don't. Yeah, I know. You're surprised. <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons I. I think you're. I think I think you're down. I think you're downplaying your famousness. I think that's what's happening right now. <laughs> no, I haven't. Not. On, I. I think the swiping problem. You know, when I first. You know, everybody's tried social media dating, which is like, oh, okay, that was terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like, no, I meant a picture of you, not okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Bring. No, I haven't. So yes. I don't have a. I mean, I think I've talked about this before. I don't have a problem with getting dick pics as long as it's attached to a bank account or a, like a mortgage, <laughs> like a house mortgage or like, you know, yeah. your credit score. Like I'm down for it. I don't, I don't mind like a family picture uh, of like, I just, know. I think I just, I just, uh, no, I just in the dating world. No, when it happened in, you know, the few times that, you know, I tried to like social media date, like, April, you need to date, you need to date. And I'm like, okay, uh, Okay, I tried that, and here's the pictures I got. <laughs> wow. Bye. Yeah. yeah, like not the uh, not, not not the most desirable. I mean, April, you're you know you've been in the business. You're you're you know you hustle and work really hard for what you do. I mean, what is kind of your ultimate goal? Like, do you eventually want to become a very successful producer? Do you always want to be an artist till whatever yeah. till you know till you're like ninety? So What's your yeah, jam? Yeah, you know what? I think I see 
producing in my future for sure. Okay. Because, because I'm as a vocal trainer and, um, you know, teaching other people, I think that, uh, I, I think that lends itself to that. And since I have done so much work in the studio, I've learned a lot from David. David produces great vocals, amazing vocals. Um, I think that, uh, I might be the next gen of producers after I uh, make the next couple albums, which, uh, happening now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I think that I will eventually do that because I just love producing other artists. And I think I, the one thing that I can do for a lot of the uh, singers out there is I can give them really good direction and I can teach them how to come back on that mic and just get better each time Right. instead of fearing it. Because a lot of singers will fear it and they'll go, Oh man, I got to get on that mic again. That mic is scary. It's not like just, you know, it's not completely like talking into your mic or just talking or, a regular microphone that you would, you know, like a wireless mic you'd hold on a stage. Like, microphone in a recording studio is a whole other world. You hear things you don't ever hear anywhere else. Right. So detailed. I mean, April, I've had big black things in my face before, so it does not scare me. (laughs) At all. I gotta bring my ring light closer. Hold on. Okay. Okay. April, you you are light enough. I don't think you need any more light. I think you're... (laughs) I think I think you're doing just fine. Yeah, okay. I think you're just doing just fine. I mean, able. Let me ask you this: uh, You've been you you know you're you're a performer. You you do what you do. Does it how how challenging is it? I guess you know a how challenging is it? Is it is it difficult working with producers, especially like male producers? And are there are there even enough female producers in, you know, in, in, in behind the scenes? Um, no, there aren't a whole lot of female producers actually. And I think that it would be great to, to be one of the first or one of the few. Um, but yeah, um, my experiences have been mostly good. Actually. I've been, I've been lucky, but I hear a lot of horror stories about not so great producers or about producers that hit on their singers. And, uh, you know, that, that goes on. And I'm lucky that I have been sheltered from that. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't go on at our record company. That doesn't go on at all. Like it's a very family oriented situation. It's very, you know, straight up and we, we get to work and there's no ridiculous funny business going on. Right. Um, but the communication, I think sometimes, you know, things get intense in there sometimes and I'm working really hard and then David's working really hard and we're trying to make a really great performance. And, um, yeah. yeah, sometimes it you know it gets, it gets intense in there, but that's that's what it takes sometimes to make a really great record. You've got to like you got to hash it out. You got to figure out what it is you need to do. Yeah, you know, so try some different things. What? And we have different ideas. Like I have an idea, or he'll have an idea, and it'll just be you know. Yeah, we're working it out. Why do you think that is? Uh, I mean, there are so many women in the music business, right? I mean, some of the most. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Beyonce just became what she has 28 Grammys and more than anyone ever in the history of Grammys. So clearly it's Mm -hmm. dominated by women, I feel. But that being said, why do you think there are such so many there? There's not enough or any, for that matter, female producers behind the scenes. Why is that? Um, I think it's a confidence thing. I think women may not be, as much encouraged to do it. And I think it's a, it's kind of a man's world, but the artists, you know, the female artists, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good, that's a really good question. And I definitely would, would want to look into that a little bit more. Um, but I think it's because I, I think sometimes we, we look at producers like the male female thing when the, the female artist is in there with the male producer. We almost look at them as like, 
I don't want to say dad, but like somebody that we look up to, like they have our best interest in mind and sure. we want to please and we want to do a really great job. And I think sometimes that dynamic is probably what, you know, I don't know. I know I felt that before too. Um, but I've sort of grown into my uh, voice now where I can navigate, you know, what it is I want to do. And I'm getting really, you know, focused on, like you say, you know exactly what you want to do when you hit the stage. Like now I know that. Right. But uh, when you're growing as a singer and an artist, you sort of depend on your producer for that. So I can see how, you know, the female to the male is almost like a dad in a way. And I, that's like not the best way to describe it. But it's or, your, uh, he's your mentor. Somebody. I mean, he's your mentor. Yeah, he's your like guru. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, exactly. So I think there's that. But I don't know. I think maybe women hesitate. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to be. So there are women DJs. There's a lot of DJs, but right. uh, it's interesting. Female producers, no, but I think I'd be a good one. I just have to learn how to move all the buttons. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would think. Well, it's it. So a music producer is a little bit more than that, right? You're bringing the beats, you're bringing the beats to the artist, and they're like, oh, my God, I love this. But then you're also – there's also the business aspect where you have to go and have these relationships with these labels and, you know, uh, you know, you know, yeah. right, like Columbia Records or whatever. You go uh, have to – so isn't – doesn't the producer have like – so – I know that in the film and the TV world, you have your line producer, you have your creative producer, you have your executive producers, and they have different jobs. How is it in the music business? How does the producer, what is the title of a producer really does? Um, or do, rather. A lot, of, a lot of producers have different specialties. Some of them make beats and are specific to that. Um, and Like Timbaland. Uh, That's what he does, Timbaland. Doesn't he do yeah. that? Right. Well, he, he can do both vocals and the beats. Mm. Right. So David, uh, my producer, is, is good at making the music, but he's also good at, you know, producing the vocals themselves. So my vocal tracks are always really solid, really good. Um, and uh, so he does both. Uh, and it's focused for, for pop and for, for dance and everything. But yeah, some producers, um, they just kind of let the artists figure out how they want to sing it. And then they take the voice and they, you know, add a lot of things to the voice. I, I, I hear that a lot. We all hear that in dance music and that kind of thing, but I legit sing all of that. Like for sure. It's not just, my voice is pure hundred percent. So what you hear is a thousand percent me. And, um, right. I may be, it's not auto-tuned hearing a lot of the music, but yeah, there's a little, there's always a little auto-tune. That's something else too. It's, there's always a little bit of auto-tune in everything. And mm. that's even with good singers because, there's a certain level of where the pitch has to be digitally that is not human, you know? So you got to match that pitch and it's got to be really, it's got to be radio quality and, um, and digital and download digital downloads are like exact. And, you know, the human humans don't match that digital thing. Exact, exact all the time. Right. So everything is just a little fixed up, but you know, I think that there's some things that are really fixed up, but Hey, that's not me. Yeah, most of what you hear is raw April Diamond. I'm I'm 100% me. Right, you know, um, Kanye West uh, when he wasn't married to the uh, crazies um, was uh, said something really brilliant. He said he said that he believes that the human voice is the you know the most powerful musical tool in the world. Like you can manipulate the human voice in so many different ways, which I 100% agree with him, which is quite brilliant. I mean, how do you kind of see music? How do you see the, you know, human voice where you're just like, is human voice there to just carry a tune? Or do you feel that the human voice can be manipulated in so many ways and it's just such a magnificent tool of, 
for singing. Yeah, uh, singing and speaking are self-expression. And so my voice training system, Let the Voice Out, is all about that. It's about expressing. It's about um, you, you are your individual sound. Like, that's who you are. And, yes, it's very powerful because your voice is you, and it tells the world who you are, tells the world your story. And it's not just what you say. It's how you say it. It's your particular you know, um, vibration and tone and, and all of that. And we all have our own. It's like our voice print, you know, if you will. Right. So we are all unique. And that's why I think that everyone can sing. Not everybody is going to be making records like me, but everyone can sing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that when you use your voice and you put your voice out there uh, and you're confident with it and you like it, you're communicating. And that self-expression is something that is a fulfilling thing. Right? Yeah. It's the, you're talking to the world, but you're also fulfilling your own soul by doing it. Right, yeah. right. You know, yeah, I mean, April, you, you mentioned to me that you have uh, quite a roster of uh, vocal students. Like, you have, uh, you have astronauts, uh, people who work for NASA that are your. Yeah. <laughs> what is I a... have lawyers, I have doctors, I have. But wait a minute. Uh, traveling nurses. I have uh, one scientist who works at JPL. Yeah, he takes lessons with me. Uh, what does he need the lessons for? Like, what is he singing? The the the. He wants to sing. So I don't know if you know this, but at NASA at JPL, they used to have. They don't anymore. I don't think. I think they got rid of it. But they used to have a choir. Like people would stay after work and be a part of the the choir at JPL. Huh. And then they would perform with the Pasadena Symphony Orchestra in June which would usually be this past year, but uh, they don't have a choir. And I don't know if the choir director, you know, I'm curious because I told, uh, I told the uh, scientist, his name is Jan. He actually worked on the Mars Rover. It's on Mars right now. We all heard about that. He worked on that. I said, I want to find out who directed that choir. because I would be interested in that. Yeah. I would love to direct a bunch of scientists and engineers on how to sing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'll teach you guys to sing. You show me what you do in that lab. I'm interested. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so it, but the, singing is not like a career for them. They're just looking at it as a hobby, as a way yeah, of just no, to entertain. Yeah. Well, that's where the whole self-expression comes in. And, and here's the thing, too. The other thing I found out about these guys is that they're in bands. And then they have days in JPL in the square where the bands are out there playing. And these guys are singing and playing instruments. And they're really good. So wow. uh, guys and girls that like math and all that, they also like to sing and do the art. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You know, April, sometimes yeah. you and I, when we're doing our vocal exercises, you taught yeah. me something. You said that um, um, certain sounds uh, uh, scientifically have been proving uh, have been proven to cause healing in your body. Yeah. Is that, yeah. can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I forget what the actual, there's like megahertz something something point whatever, and I don't know what the number is. I should know that. But there's a vibration in uh, sound healing, okay, and it happens with, like, the, the uh, breath work, the detox stuff I talked talk to you about. Um, sound healing goes on, and it, it sort of it clears the space. It clears um, in the cells, like the body. It'll actually go through and detox the body over time. So if, you, if you're singing and you're speaking and you're using your vibration um, often yeah. right, and you're feeling it, like I'm, you can feel the vibration in your chest, in your head, everywhere, um, it it's scientifically proven, and you can Google it. You'll see the trials, the clinical trials they've done, or uh, the, the studies that they've done. Yeah. It's actually singing and speaking 
Um, mostly singing, though, especially group singing, can add years to your life. It can even heal uh, uh, depression and uh, major diseases over time. It adds huh. 15 years to your life singing. So I think everyone should sing. Yes. You it's mean crazy. like singing, even like just cleaning the house and singing can also yes. add years, years to your life. What about what about if you don't sing, if you just listen to music? Um, I think that's healing, too, in its own way. But when you join, I think it's more powerful. Right, right. Yeah. So the vibrations that you're causing is not only just causing healing in your own body, it's calling healing, causing healing in other people's bodies. Is that, is that safe to say? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody that's going, that's singing with other people and you... Uh, are doing like a group thing or whatever, or you're singing along, you know, you're at a concert, you're singing along with people. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, and if you're consistent with it and you're doing it a lot, it's, it's, yeah. You know, definitely. I think I think every and I think Dave Chappelle talked Dave Chappelle talks about this that every stand-up comedian secretly wants to be a rock star, which I agree. Yeah. I, I think we. You think that's true? Yes, hundred percent. I think all. I wow. think I think all stand-up comics secretly want to be a uh, rock star. Maybe some don't, but I, I mean, I definitely do. Um, you know, I, <laughs> we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. I I don't know we're if I've ever I know right. I don't know if I've ever told you this, and I don't know if my audience members know this, but I started off as a singer. My mom put me in singing classes. Yes, you told me that classical wow. training oh as a kid. Like that's how I even got any kind of desire to get into you know of course i wasn't going to be like pursuing it as a career but it was like yeah. something that she added as like a creative way of for me to express myself but i i wonder you know how much healing does it actually cause even in children if they sing from a young age oh a lot oh a lot and it, it's not just that it's uh the confidence too mm -hmm. it's the when you learn to sing and you learn to sing in front of people, like the, probably the biggest fear is like, Oh no, April's going to make me sing in front of people. Yeah, you should right. you to make that a goal. Like I'm not going to make you do that in the beginning, but right. that's the goal is to get out and get in front of people. And that's the thing that I love to do is to see people really be free with themselves with self-expression and get up in front of people when they would never have done it ever, ever. Right. Like, no, I, April, I just want to come to you and sing, but I don't want to sing in front of people. I'm like, we're going to sing. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I see that day come and they, they get to walk out on the stage, like, because I used to do a lot of showcases um, at my college at APU and everyone would come because that's when people were coming to my studio more often. You know, I would hand them the mic and they're about to walk on the stage and I'm like, here we are. Right. Remember what I told you? Right. Go out there and kill it. You know, and then they go out there and kill it and they come back and they're like, oh, my God, April, how did I even do that? Wow. You did it because you did all the stuff you needed to do and you got out of your head and you let it happen. Is that, is that the same as someone saying, like, oh, my God, I can't do public speaking or I can't do stand-up comedy. Oh, my God, standing in front of people. I, I would think that it's the same level of confidence and the yeah. same same kind of yeah. mindset we're talking about. I think I think so. Like, you found your voice. Like, you can get up in front of people and you're just like, hey, you know, and you're like, hey, I'm here, whatever, whatever. You found that freedom in yourself to do that. Right. You, know, you have your story to tell and you just said, look, I'm just going to tell my story. I'm going to be me. Yeah. And I think when you're comfortable with yourself, yeah. you know, and you finally decide that you're just not going to let the world and, you know, things in life push you back or push you around. And people might say, well, Mona, that wasn't very funny. Or Mona, why do you do that? Or you really should do X, Y, and Z. Mona, why don't, you know, I tell my singers, 
people will come to you and say, why are you singing like that? You should sing high, you should sing low, you should sing, you shouldn't sing. This is the way you should sing. I think you should, I'm like, I think you should all quiet. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And you need to let the voice out. And that's why I call it let the voice out. Yes. Go to letthevoiceout.com if you want to know more about my Yeah, history. absolutely. It's a bomb. I, I, it totally is a bomb. You know, April, those things. Uh, about Mona, that wasn't funny, or you know, why did you say that? And I, I'm yeah. just like, it's okay, mom. You don't have to come to my shows. Um, as uh, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't have to criticize me. You don't if you don't like it. You don't like it. Like, what it? What it, it? It's the arts. It's it's freaking subjective. Like, what do you want? This is you know yeah. the uh, you know entertainment is so one, one person finds it entertaining. Some people love fucking uh, what's that uh, band? Uh, Jesus, uh, Bonnie Vare. Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days, so her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products all in one visit, even on evenings and weekends. You can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. I want to slice my wrist every time I listen to them. <laughs> I'm like, this is suicide music. Like, what the oh fuck? Like, I'm like, I'm going to slice my own wrist when I listen to this. But people go to their concerts, apparently. I'm like, people go to their concerts. That's crazy. Um, well, I mean, everybody has their thing. You know, I don't know. It's not for everybody, but everybody's different. There's, I think for every singer or people out there, there's, you know, somebody's for that. Sure. Somebody likes it. I, I, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, maybe we're going to start wrapping up soon. I wanted to talk to you uh, briefly about, uh, we were talking about how sound is healing, especially like singing yeah. and stuff. You know, in yoga, uh, you know, when you do the meditation, sometimes when you do the yoga, I, I don't know if you've done yoga, but they do the yeah. sound of the om, like the om. I wonder, I wonder if that is like the same mindset that they were using about yeah. it being a healing Thing, like they, like you're describing singing is yeah I think it is mm, because if you just if you mm, you can feel your whole body go into vibrations like that uh -huh. so there is a certain level of that that yeah yeah for sure and I think that people experience healing in yoga and things like that from the positions that they hold and such but I also think that the that the making of the sound is part of it big time Make I think that that adds a lot the, the, you mean because the sound causes the vibration that causes the healing. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah, that's what I think. Wow, wow. I mean, this is... The, oh, um, Wayne Lewis asks, does that help uh, not never pain? Does that, is, that, is that what you asked, Wayne? I didn't quite understand that question. Does it help with pain, yeah. I guess? It, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, it depends on the kind of pain, but um, I think... When you're talking to your body and you're, you're expressing yourself, I think uh, 
the body is, I think it's something over time. If you do it consistently, your body starts to heal. The body is amazing. Our bodies are amazing. Yeah. Our bodies can heal and do all these uh, things, even though we've had some, you know, things happen to us. But I think it's probably in conjunction with, you know, healthiness and drinking water and sleeping and letting the body repair too. Sure. It's probably in conjunction with a lot of other things. But yeah, I'm just shooting from the hip with that. So I don't have any facts to back that up. But I do know that the science says that it's, you can internally start healing yeah. faster. Yeah. If you sing. Yeah, it's crazy. April, have you ever had, uh, when you were starting out and getting your career going, did you have, you know, like, I look at somebody like uh, Lady Gaga, right? Lady Gaga is a brilliant singer. She's very talented, great voice. But she, in a way, she had uh, what Madonna did, which is, you know, taking the Vogue world and adding it to her, you know, to her image. Lady Gaga yeah. did would you do these outrageous costumes, right? You know, the 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 monsters as she calls her followers. Yeah. Is that yeah, is that is that something that like if you're even if you're a good singer, you need extra I don't know, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but you kind of need that kind of image or that kind of uh I don't know, that kind of thing to be like, yeah. I'm going to make myself stand out because, you know, Lady Gaga is very talented and she's she's a brilliant acapella singer, but right. th that those outrageous costumes and those dance numbers and all that, is that, that's what really put her on the map. Is that something that you see yourself kind of doing where, you yeah. know, you come up with something? Because, like, Beyonce did that with Sasha Fierce, yeah. right? Oh, that's my yeah. alter ego. Like, that was a thing at a time. Like, oh, that's my alter right. ego. But is that something that you feel like you need as an artist to stand out among a pool of other very talented people? I think that it kind of goes along with April Diamond, really, truly. The sparkliness and the, the you know, sparkly clothes and, you know, the over-the-top fashion, that kind of thing. Absolutely. It's good. That fits in my scenario. I'll probably have my own clothing line and all that. Yeah. So I see that. Uh, I started my own line of coffee mugs that say 30 Days of April. Where is it? Okay, somewhere around here. Um, <laughs> I started that because 30 Days of April is going on right now. Yes. Um, so and what is 30 Days of April? What is what is it? 30 Days of April. It's um, it's a re little reality series I do every year where I go live every single day. And I take my following with me and I do all kinds of things. Um, I interview people like you do and I go places and do things. I go flying. I go... I'm going to go play golf with a bunch of friends. I'm going to do a bunch of these things and take everybody with me. Got it's it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Yes. But it's, it's a blast. Right. So I have, that's where I have my follower family. So that's why I want you guys to all follow me there. And you guys are all, everyone watching is part of my follower family. Yay. Part of the follower Yay! family. That part, family. part of the follow family, April. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I often wonder, you know, I look at Lady Gaga and how she started off, you know, Stephanie Germanata, is you know comes from a, also comes from a very well-off family in new york city right also comes yeah. she also comes from privilege went to private schools uh you know of course you have to be still be talented and be able to deliver on some level yeah. if you're not such a For great sure. singer you still have to be a really good dancer because you got to deliver on some level right you still have to come through uh enter jennifer lopez yeah. uh but um yeah. J-Lo is like that. I mean, J-Lo didn't get her pop career going till she was like 27, 28 years old, which is kind of late in the pop world, isn't it? I don't think so. No? No. I, I think that's a good place to start. She she began with in Living Color. 
She was a dancer. Right, she was a dancer. She, she was, was one of the fly in, girls. Right. Yeah, she was in her mid twenties or something like that. Right. But that's that, that's not that's not that's normal. Yeah. Twenties like it's, yeah. Because I look at somebody like twenties to the thirties, yeah. Sure. Right, right. Do you think a lot of uh, do you think do you think a lot of like the uh the way that women are viewed? I, I don't know. I don't I feel like the age pressure is not so much on the men. Uh, any quite frankly in any industry but i think yeah. there is an expectation of female artists in the in the music industry to look a certain way not to age oh, yeah. you know to be like like perfect like fucking you know botox queens forever. yeah yeah 21 yeah, forever. forever is that do you uh, do you see do you see a shift happening in that i think um i think the the age is not as much of an issue as it used to be. And the reason mm. is because we we have an opportunity to get on our social media and do and promote and like what you're doing. You know, you talk about what you do and you're you're your own thing. You're already there. Uh -huh. um, I go and do my thing. I promote other people. I train other singers. I'm being April Diamond wherever I go and I have been. And I think that the age doesn't have as much to do with it because when you have something going already it's going and it doesn't have an age it's just that it's successful and the world loves watching you and the world wants to be part of what you're doing right. if you make it an issue then it will be one but i don't right. think i don't think anybody looks at j-lo and goes oh well i don't think anybody looks at you know some of these women in the business oh well she's xyz you know maybe some people but i don't think that's the general populace i think that people when they love the artist, they're endeared to them no matter where they fit in the scope, mm -hmm. right? And when you go out there and you kill it on stage and you look great doing it, and you have that energy and you have that excitement and you have that power going of this is what I want to say, this is what I want to do, this is who I am, it's electric and everybody follows you and nobody asks that. Right. I mean, some people ask me that, but... Right, right. I, I just get out there and I do my thing. How much does sex appeal play a role in selling records? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch. <laughs> so, a whole bunch. like, how much ass do you got? How many, how much ass and titties you got to show to sell records? Okay, so I'll tell you on my lives. Like today, I'm wearing this. It's just because I wore this this morning when I went to go get my hair done. But um, you know, I got cleavage going on. Oh, you got little cleave action. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, I got serious cleavage going on most of the time. So nearly, you know, those guys you're talking about in Pakistan, they're like boobs boobs <laughs> so he's like you are very beautiful please tell me about your culture and by culture yes. i mean your boobs um <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. um open oh bouncy oh <laughs> really do you get that oh, on the yeah. ig oh i get all of that so wow in the beginning it used to really piss me off and i used to just hide all the comments right so what happened what I started doing is I told my followers, I said, hey, when you see these guys making rude comments, I want you to screenshot who they are. Uh -huh. and I'm going to unfollow them and delete them and block them. Uh -huh. So now I have my followers going after the people when they say rude things. You need to stop saying that about April. She's a nice person. We don't like that. And so then my followers are like, <laughs> that's lovely i mean that's that's Thank you guys. yeah i mean that's kind of what so what do they do they take screenshot these people saying nice nice tits and then just screenshot it and send it oh, over yeah. to you and then you block them yeah they say whatever they say so i mean sex appeal is part of it uh, absolutely and you know i i i think i have some for me i'm kind of like some no you have plenty um <laughs> i try i got some boobs you know whatever yeah they're real. Yeah. Let <laughs> me just say, 
a lot of people in the business are like, nah, that's not. I'm like, yes. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, but I'm just being me. That's the thing. Right. I like being me. I celebrate me. And I haven't always celebrated me. Yeah. And I think that like you, you celebrate you. And you get out. Not all the time, April. The Not all the time. It's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> it is exhausting. And I know I'm tired, but celebrate you. Go out and do your thing and your sex appeal shows. Yeah. And uh, the next few songs that I'm going to be putting out are going to have a whole lot more of that. That's awesome. See, it's not like that in stand up. We, as women, as female stand up comics, we cannot yeah. get up there and have sex appeal. Like, no fucking no. way. You know, what's mm -hmm. the one thing that we hear? And I heard this very early on in my career and then heard it throughout you know other people other other younger female comics that come in is that yeah. you can't be too cute or too attractive when you get up on stage you cannot be sexy when you get on stage why would they say that no you cannot i'll tell you what why? what the thing is so there's a there's this mentality that when a female comic gets up there and there's a couple sitting there and the guy's laughing at your jokes and he likes your jokes and you're hot and you're sexy and you're funny right so there's yeah. this thing where, oh, my God, the girl's not going to laugh because she thinks that the guy's going to try to bang the female comic on stage. So then the guy's going to stop laughing. So then what you have to do as a female comic is you have to get the girl on your side to be like, oh, my God, you're such a lucky guy. You're with this beautiful woman. You have to compliment her. Give her the like, the like, hey, I'm not trying to bang your boyfriend. You know, we're just here to have a good time. But male comics don't have to do that. A male comic right. can be hot, get up there, pull his dick out, and everybody will like, amazing. That was such a performance. But for us, if we get up there and we have our ass hanging out or our titties hanging out or anything sexual or even look too pretty, immediately, there's an immediate like, whoa, what's going on? Thank God for the likes of uh, Amy Schumer and even Nikki Glaser that have come up and, and they're really trying to break that kind of, you know, hey, you can still yeah. you can still be, be look pretty and get up on stage and be funny and be accepted. So I think there's yeah. we, we as stand up comics, as female stand up comics, really struggle with that. We cannot have like wow. sex appeal when we get on stage. Like that's not a thing. Like because we almost have to dumb down our looks. I cannot go on stage looking like this. There's no fucking wow. way. There's no fucking way. What? No. Oh, my God. It'll be... I'll struggle. I'll struggle on stage. Yeah. I'll struggle because dudes would be like, oh, yeah, she's cute. Oh, I'm going to laugh, but I'm going to try to see if I can get it in later. You know? It's like that kind of a thing. With, and Strange. Yeah. It's a, it's a very different world. Like, you as an artist, when you get up on stage, you're like, you're hot, you're sexy, and girls are like clapping and dancing and having a good time it's not like that for us it just mm. isn't it's a very it's a very yeah it's a very different world um that's weird yeah it's 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 totally weird but uh, you know I, i'm trying to change that the next time i go on stage i'm planning on just flashing everybody with my titties get that out of the way and it'd be like <laughs> now nah, we're gonna do jokes now nah, we're gonna do Mona. jokes um oh my gosh, Mona. just flash Thank people you, be Mona. like titties okay all right back to jokes anyways how are you all feeling you feeling good yeah i flashed some titties at you okay all right cool let's do this um <laughs> Um, oh, April, we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, okay. when is yeah. your next, uh, what, when are you expected to have your next, uh, single come out? Um, it'll be this month. I'll find out probably this next week. Okay. Uh, awesome. I have a new single coming out. I have two actually. Oh, sweet. Finishing up the other one in the studio and then I have a couple more that I'm working on at home. So there's going to be a lot of music here very soon. Over the summer, I'm going to have a full album. 
Awesome. And so, you're going to yeah. make music videos, right? You have to shoot the music yes, videos? We're going to shoot a music video in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I'll go live with that because I want everybody to be in on the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm excited. Yeah. It's, and uh, right now I have 30 days of April going on. So if you guys are watching, um, go to Instagram and follow me at April Diamond Music and join in on my 30 days of April. I'm live every day. Awesome. And I'll have Mona on there too. Yay. Come into flash some titties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My show's PG, so you can't do that. <laughs> not not when I show up, April. Not when I show up. <laughs> not when I show up. Um Girl, this has been go back to La La's and have dinner and Jack. Oh my god, I'm I'm so I, I'm so down for that. Um mm -hmm. where else can people follow you? I know you're very active on Instagram. Yeah. And what's your social? Music. Okay. And my YouTube channel, which I'm gonna start going live. Awesome. There, uh, and that's April Diamond Official. And uh, on Facebook, you can go to my artist page there. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. I have a TikTok. I'm oh, April sweet. Diamond. Awesome. And it's Saturday night dance party. Oh, my God. We are going <laughs> to do the over. party together. Yes. We are going to go to dance party. We're okay. going to do the party together. It will be fun. <laughs> please tell me about more about your culture while dancing, please. <laughs> I love you, Mona. I love you, <laughs> I love you too, April. April, this was a lot of fun. I cannot wait for yeah. you two new two new songs to drop. So I'm really looking forward to it. You know. Yeah, follow me on Spotify at April Diamond, and you'll see it there. I got the music in me is up there. It's over a million plays. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, and Control is going to have another three minute. Uh, I have another a new version of Lose Control that's coming out. Uh, three minute version. And uh, I'll be posting that this week. I love yeah. that. Uh, April, uh, what about people if they want to take, uh, you know, vocal uh, vocal lessons with you like I do? Yeah. So um, I have a couple options for that. I have uh, some group classes and I have some private instruction. But here's something you can tell your people. I have a special group on going around. Oh. And um, you're getting like major percentage off group classes. Okay. And uh, that kind of thing. So go to group on, but go to my website at letthevoiceout.com. And I'm actually, I'll have that posted up there this weekend. Um, so go to letthevoiceout.com. Send me an email and say, April, I want to know more about your vocal training system. And uh, I'll send you the email back with all the information and uh, you can join my classes. My yeah. Class. yeah. And the cool thing with you is that yeah. if you're in LA, you're based in Burbank, they can come to Burbank or you can do it virtually like we did today. Absolutely. Most so, everything is virtual right now, but right, yeah. right, because Absolutely. so many people are, you know, they they haven't been vaccinated yet, so they're like, oh, I'll just do it virtually. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. and they virtually. can they can take uh, so they can stop singing in their bathrooms and just come out <laughs> and let the voice out and actually sing. Let the voice out. Just, yeah, you can sing in your bathroom too, but you can even get better when you go out of your bathroom. That's and true. Sound good in the world. That's you know, right. It's possible, and some people are like, no, no, not for me. Yes, for you. Yes, for the non-believer. Yes, for you. That's for you. <laughs> That's for you. April Diamond, yeah. what a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. You're the best. You're the You're best. Awesome, Mona. I love you. Thank you very much, April. I love you too. All right. I'm glad we figured out the sound. I'm sorry. I'm like defunct over here. We did. It's called, it's, we did. It's called the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we figured it out. Yes, Oops. we did. Have a good All night. Right. I will see you soon, my friend. All right. See you soon. Thank you. Uh, Take care. That was a lovely April Diamond. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I know I definitely did. And learned a great deal about the music business. Uh, you guys, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Mona Shake a Comedian. That's my first name, last name, and the word comedian. 
Oh, Jimmy Fisk said, thank you, Mona. Excellent interview. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Appreciate it. James said, thanks, Mona and April. Fascinating chat. Have a wonderful and cleaning weekend. Yes, I will be cleaning. I'm so excited. Um, you can also follow me on my TikTok at Mona Shake Comedian, also on Facebook, and of course, on Instagram and Twitter at Mona's Comedy. I will be back on Monday with a brand new guest. Have a good evening. Stay safe out there. Wear masks and get vaccinated if you can. Have a good evening, guys. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams of 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.